0: Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. And to my mothers who are listening, happy Mother's Day. I know that I am a day or two late. However, I hope you guys had a wonderful Mother's Day and it's still good to hear, am I right? So I hope you guys got that peace and quiet or that family fun-filled day. Whatever you wished for, I hope you got it and I hope you guys enjoyed it. So today's topic is going to be a little bit about... Bermuda, a little bit of opinions, or a little bit about people's opinions, and mainly it's actually going to be more about people's opinions. And one thing that is common, however, almost no one does it anymore, and that is reading things thoroughly and from beginning to end. So, whether or not you know, we're b- about Bermuda, Bermuda is a tiny island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, it is 23, 23. wow, this is what happens when you do a podcast late at night, you guys, your brain just, it's its fried from all day, but it is about 23 miles, it is 22 square miles, so hope you guys got that conversion going on so we're british territory and we're tiny so everyone is like a community you know everyone is everyone and with the help of social media and the internet if one thing happens it gets passed along very quickly and talking about social media back to what i was saying about how people don't read things thoroughly this part i just want to come on here and just say because You know, I just want want to give you guys a podcast, and I try to make one at least every week. But I thought this one might be something that you guys might be able to relate to, hopefully. Or if I'm just out here alone. So, I love Bermuda. I'm Bermudian, I'm also Portuguese, my parents are from the Azores. But I have lived in Bermuda. I was born here, lived here, raised here. Still do. The most that I've been away from Bermuda is when I used to go on vacation to the Azores. My family and I used to go for like a month or two months. That's the most. You know, other than that, you know, I'm a week on vacation or something like that. So, I'm literally in Bermuda all my life. However, there are some things in Bermuda, and this is one thing that we can all agree on, is that no matter where you live in the world... There's always some things you wish you could change about the place you live in. You know, whether it's prices or cars or underground electricity, like whatever it is. There's always some place that you wish you could just change one thing about. So, social media, there's a post. And someone was saying that they were coming to Bermuda on a cruise. And they were Portuguese and they wanted to know what we had For them to do that was Portuguese. So, me being me, thinking that I was helping them and that I had all good intentions. I let them know, and this is good for anyone else who's listening. You know, if you do come to Bermuda and you're Portuguese or you want to experience Portuguese culture or anything like that. We have a Portuguese club called Vasco da Gama. And it is a membership only club, but I believe on Fridays, and I'm pretty sure they're still running this. Every Friday night, they have it open for the public, so anyone could go there. They also have a Portuguese cafe called Café Surian in the bus terminal, in front of the bus terminal in Hamilton City. And there they have Portuguese snacks, drinks, and they have lunch and dinner, you know portuguese style food and it's really awesome and then we have a food cart a food truck in southampton near the bermuda Golf academy and there they have traditional portuguese meals as well you know it's pretty good it's actually really good for like a food truck it's the first of its kind in bermuda that i know of so but unfortunately that's about it you know we don't have much you know we don't have any portuguese restaurants we don't have you know portuguese clubs stuff like that like portuguese community communities don't really exist here because bermuda is a community itself so everyone knows everyone you know it's not really like oh you know a certain section of the island has more portuguese people living than the others. Like in Massachusetts, Fall River is known for its Portuguese culture. It's known for other things as well, but you know, when you hear Fall River and you've been there, even visiting, you know, most times people will tell you that's like a Portuguese place where most Portuguese people go live in. And that's fine, you know. But like in Bermuda, we have nine parishes. There's not a parish that has more Portuguese people living there than others. Like we're Throughout the whole island, you know everyone knows everyone except Bermuda is a community within itself. So it's not that we have a Portuguese community, you know everyone is everyone. If that makes any sense. But the point is that I was letting them know, hey, you know we have these three things. They're really cool. We could give them an ask. You know, I gave them the times and stuff. And. About 8 hours after I posted that, thinking that hey, this is really good advice and if anyone else decides they want to come to Bermuda, now they could look at the post and they know hey, okay, I could go here, 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 this is the times, this is the food, this is what they have, this, this and that. However, three people read the post and like I said in the beginning, they didn't read it thoroughly. They did not read. They read the first two sentences and the last sentence. And that's one thing that bothers me. Because then they commented. Oh my gosh, you should be lucky to live in Bermuda. It's a beautiful place. Don't be sad. Be glad. And I'm like, what is this? A glad trash commercial all of a sudden? Okay, like, no one said I was mad or sad about living in Bermuda. I was just pointing out that, and actually this is where I think it came from. The first sentence that I put was, I kind of feel bad for those who are Portuguese visiting Bermuda. Because they come here thinking we have a lot of things to do. And unfortunately, because Bermuda is tiny, you know, like we're perfectly fine, you know, <laughs> like we have enough for us. And we enjoy it. However, due to, bigger communities and states having more places and a bigger population they might have bigger stuff you know like we have two festivals santo cristo and to santo the holy ghost festival and that's like our thing like oh my god we love it we start counting down and stuff like we have Ashtagama club you know it's open on fridays to the public anyone could go there anyone could become a member. But it's mainly for, like, members only. So you just pay the price every year. Which I think is about $200. It's not even that bad. And you go there and they have a beautiful hall that you can rent out. And they have a games room. And they have a pushy school downstairs. And it's beautiful. It has just, like, I wish I could insert pictures in the podcast for you guys to see. Then we have Café Surillon. It is so nice and cute. And it's, like, the perfect size. It's not too big. It's not too small. You know, the employees are wonderful there. I actually worked there for about a week. Um, the lady that I was sending in for, she was on maternity leave. So, you know, I got a chance to experience working there. And it was really wonderful. And like I said, the food is amazing. It is literally like you're living in the A's And you have that fresh, fresh food. Like, it's wonderful. They have the football games and you know, gosh, when Portugal plays, or Benfica plays, like, or FC Porto, which I am from, and I know some people are like, oh my gosh, don't say that, but yes, I'm for Porto, but the point is, like, whenever there's a football game, especially Portugal, you know, that's the place to be, and then the food truck in Southampton is perfect for, like, or if you're on the West End and stuff, you can go there, and she is amazing as well, and, You know, drinks always are fresh. They have the Delta coffee. And they're right there next to the golf academy. So you can have a snack or something. And then go play, come back. And they have TVs and sitting areas. It's really awesome. However, that's pretty much all we have. As in actual physical places. Other than that, you know, we're like anybody else. You know, just go up to someone's house. You know, hang out. Like, it's normal. But, like, that's pretty much all that we have. And, of course, mainly for dinners and bingos and stuff, we use the churches on the island. Which, I mean, that's normal as well for other places. So, to clarify, I wasn't trying to say that I was mad or sad about living in Bermuda. No, Bermuda's gorgeous. We have tiny oceans. Wow. that That might be the stupidest thing I've ever said you know we have beautiful beaches and we're tiny we're in the middle of the ocean it's always warm weather our beaches have pink sand you know we are about an hour or two from most eastern states florida atlanta you know massachusetts new york we're about two hours from toronto like we are good okay like Bermuda's just small But other than that, like, we're good. So that was the part about me saying people don't read things thoroughly. So they read the first sentence and they read the last sentence. And I think that's the problem that everybody has, including myself, where sometimes I'll see a paragraph and I read the key points. But sometimes you can actually miss important things. It's like terms and conditions, who really sits there and reads every single one of those paragraphs? No. reread read the first part, maybe the middle, then the last, and we accept terms. That is a dangerous thing to do, but we've all done it, and I don't think we're ever going to actually sit there and read through it. You know, me, I had a little bit of law school background, you know, had um, law classes in high school and stuff, so of course, me being anal, I go ahead, and I actually do skim through most of the paragraphs to get the gist of it, and all contracts, I do the exact same thing, but like, who really has time for that, but one day, you're gonna read something, you're gonna just skim through it, and you're gonna miss an important part, and then you're gonna be left out, or you're gonna miss something that's crucial, and I think it's honestly just because nowadays we don't have patience anymore. And this comes mainly even though I don't really have patience anymore. And I've been a nanny, so my patience level has actually gone up pretty high. But for some things it's like, oh my gosh. So everyone who's everyone knows about how there's a slight demographic situation that we're all dealing with with baby boomers and generation z and millennials like we're over here just going back and forth about it's your fault it's my fault it's their fault it's your fault and all that well guys and this part might be a little funny this part might not be a little funny right but recently one of Bermuda's cable companies recently switched over to a brand new cable box, right? It gives us the DVR options. It's really nice. The the problem is that there's no clock on it anymore. Now our old cable boxes which we've had for forever have always had a clock on it. And you know even back in the 90s when our channels had like three three channels when our cable had three channels and it was in like a sepia color Yes, I am that old where I was born mid-90s and I do remember having three channels and it being almost like a sepia collar. Like the filter that everyone uses, that was our life back then. And some channels were still in black and white. But we always had a clock. So the one thing that made me laugh was how baby boomers and older millennials. They always say that the younger generation depends so much on technology and this and that. Personally, my family members, most of them, had the hardest time switching to this new cable box because it did not have the time in the front. I was born in 1994. So I'm not that old. However, saying it out loud, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty old. But, like, I'm still young. I'm in my mid-20s, you know. I got my whole life ahead of me. My family members, the oldest is in their mid-70s. So, therefore, you know, my whole family went through the period of having no cable, cable, black and white, CPO, collar. We all went through that. Was the funniest thing was when they got the new cable boxes and the complaining about not having time on the screen was so funny that I went out and I actually got them alarm clocks. Like the old school digital alarm clocks with the radio. And I went around and I introduced them. Now, I'm considered a millennial. Some people say it's Generation Z. I think it's millennial because I was... You know, I grew up in the 2000s. And I went around and I said, You guys have no patience. I said, here's an alarm clock. You plug it into the electrical and the time shows up and you even have a radio. They didn't think it was that funny, but I thought it was hilarious how the person who they say you know, and by person I mean millennial generation Z was teaching them hey, you know, there are still alarm clocks you can just simply buy one, plug it in, and you will have the time. You know, nowadays everyone has a cell phone whether it's a flip phone or not, it has time on it also a wristwatch like you don't have to depend on the cable to tell you the time but that's what I found funny was the fact that the same people who say that we're always on our cell phones and our tablets and our computers and video games were the people who could not live without the time on the clock without complaining. That's, and then trying to get on and having to learn new channels. Now, me personally, I have gone through about three cable boxes I think this is the fourth one and each one of them had like I said one was like a brown box with a red clock on it and it was digital and you know it had three channels on it literally it had all prime numbers it was like one three five and seven I think channel one was just to have the TV on so we have 3, 5, and 7. And I remember cartoons being like channel 5, I think it was. But, you know, that had a certain amount of channels. You had to learn that. The new cable boxes came along. Everything changed. Then the recent ones that we had, those numbers changed as well. Like Disney Channel was on channel 39, not 21. Disney Channel was on... No, Nickelodeon was on thirty nine, not twenty one, and Disney Channel was on one hundred and eighteen. But eventually, you learn the new cable boxes. Disney Channel, for instance, and that's the only one I can actually remember right now. That's something that everyone would know around the world. Is on channel two hundred, I think, or. I don't know the exact number, but it's like it's up there. And nowadays, the cable company decided that they were going to group each category, and that's how you got the numbers. So, like, all the news channels were grouped into one, all the movie channels were grouped into another one. So, we're all learning. Every single person who got it is now learning the new channels. But the baby boomers. And the older millennials were having the hardest time with it. Alright, back from that really short break. I had to get some water. I'm not even going to lie. My throat was thirsty. (laughs) But the patience for that. Like, we all have to learn it. And the older generation's they were so upset about how not they have to learn it all new okay like I said you have to have patience you guys the world is only gonna get faster and if you don't catch up if you don't stick up with it you're gonna get left behind it's that simple even things you know I'm a millennial and I'm doing quotation marks in the air like you guys can see it. I'm a millennial or Generation Z, whatever you want to call me. And there are things where, you know, an 18-year-old is talking to me about and I'm like, what? Like, huh? Like, w- this new slang. Like, what is it? Okay. And that's someone who is just a few years younger than me. Let alone someone who is, you know, my cousin is seven years old, and I have a cousin who's 10 years old, I recently met. She's 10, and she has the iPhone. When I was 10 years old, I had a Blue Nokia. Yeah, the ones that everyone laughs at about how it's so old. Oh my gosh, you have to press the keys. Four, three times to get one letter. The ones that never broke, right? I had that Nokia, okay? Where the charger wasn't even a micro USB charger. It was a little, tiny, circle, like circular tube looking thing. And that was the charger, okay? I had one of those. She had an iPhone. Okay. And when I mean she had an iPhone. I mean she had an iPhone 6 Plus. I had the iPhone 6 Plus when I was 22 years old maybe. So. Yeah. That's just to give an idea of how times have changed. And you have to keep up. Because you will get left behind. And honestly nowadays it's no one's fault. You know, I'm not saying that it's a good thing. You know, you have to be forced into something you don't want to be in. Technology-wise, anything else is bad. Well, I about, like, technology. is like, if you're an older generation, but you don't know how to use a tablet. And you don't have no one around. That can actually hinder you nowadays. And that is scary. You know, and that was also scary. is people who are the older generation. Who are the older generation and they depend so much on their tablets nowadays. I literally saw a woman the other day really upset because her Wi-Fi on her tablet wasn't working. And this is a woman who had to be in her 80s maybe. And I'm looking at her like, like I was literally looking at her like, You guys say we're dependent on our technologies. However, you literally grew up without having any of this. You know, like by the time Color TV came out, you were a grown adult. You know? And I mean, she was so upset that she did not have Wi-Fi on her tablet. And the one thing she said, and that... It was still our fault, okay. She was like, she literally said, the younger generation was sucking up all the Wi-Fi, and now she couldn't read her magazine. I honestly blinked because I had no words. I didn't, you know, and I know this man from Bermuda to technology to patience and this podcast is just all over the place but it is just scary how patience once again i don't know why i keep emphasizing the word patience but you have to have patience no matter how old you are no matter how young you are patience is literally virtue you know like it's almost like a moral like you have to have patience nowadays or nothing will go right. So. To finish off the podcast. Resummering. And still on the patients to think. Had those people just read. And I don't even want to say their genders. Had those people who commented on my post. Read the whole paragraph. They could have understood. What I was trying to say. And now when they visit they could have the knowledge. Worst, one of the people who said that I could've, you know, for me to be happy that I lived in Bermuda because they didn't read the whole paragraph. They actually said after their trip that there was nothing to do here And that really made me upset because if there's one thing that pisses me off is when I say something to someone, they don't listen, and then they talk bad about my country or my friend or whatever the case may be. Reading the whole paragraph, she would understand that on Friday nights, she could have gone to Vasco da Gama after having dinner at... Café Soriano or she could've even had breakfast or lunch at Café Soriano gone to Vasco da Gama hung out and then she could've stopped at the food truck all the way back up to the cruise ship on the west end or actually I think wherever she was staying she could've done everything the Portuguese people do here but she chose not to and like I said we also don't have a lot of things to do, you know, I've been to Azores, they have specifically, they specifically have buildings where it's just games, like Dave and Buster's, Chuck E. Cheese, right, and it's just like that, I've gone to places, to clubs, where it's a members type of thing, but you have to have a Portuguese passport, or like a Portuguese social security number, like something from the government, like a government issued ID. And you know, I've been to places where it was open to everyone. You know, I've been to places where it was open to everyone, however, certain after certain hours, it was Portuguese only. I've gone to places where in America, where it was Portuguese speaking only. And if you didn't speak Portuguese, you just you you know had to point and hope for the best you know or they understood english where they couldn't speak it too good so that is all i want to say for today's podcast i know it's a very long one and if you reach the end thank you so much and also i should have just said this right the beginning but shout out to the person who favored it my podcast you know i got a notification saying it was the first favorite Was the first person to favorite my podcast. And honestly, that brought me joy. Because I don't do a lot of these. And when I do, like I said, stories. When I'm just opening up. You know, I might get backlash for this. If you listen to this. And you were one of the people that commented on my post. And you know, you think it's a little unfair that I'm saying it. The point of the story was that you have to read and be patient. Because if you didn't go to those three places... You know, you missed out. And on that note, if you are in Bermuda or you're visiting Bermuda, Santo Cristo is going to be at BAA Field in the city of Hamilton this Saturday and Sunday. Okay, you have um, the little festival at night on Saturday. And this Sunday is the church and all the traditional stuff. And then everyone goes to BAA once again. So there's that And then if you're coming in July You have the Holy Spirit The Holy Ghost Festival And that's in St. George's Square In St. George's So on the east end of the island So on that note Thank you so much for listening And I hope you guys enjoyed it And you know All the best Hope you guys have a good week and I'll see you in my next up ap- podcast my next episode. My next podcast episode. Bye.